This is Our Anxiety Stories, the Anxiety Canada podcast with John Bacon. This is the place where people from all walks of life share their anxiety stories to remind you that you are not alone. If you have an anxiety story you'd like to share, contact us at anxietycanada.com slash ouranxietystories. Hi, I'm John Bateman, and you're listening to Our Anxiety Stories, the Anxiety Canada podcast. Found at anxietycanada.com slash ouranxietystories or any of your popular podcast platforms. In the spring of 2022, I had the opportunity to sit down with my dad, Robert Bateman, in his studio and talk about anxiety. The ensuing interview was very interesting because my dad, as far as I've known, has never had anxiety. So I wanted to get into the way his brain works and the way his thoughts work to help him avoid anxiety in what is usually a fairly stressful lifestyle. Hope you enjoy the interview. Do I call you Robert or Dad? Dad. Okay, Dad. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I've, as you know, I've had a lot of anxiety throughout my life. Yep. Um, and what I find very intriguing or interesting about you, and frustrating too, to a degree, is I've never really known you to outwardly experience anxiety. Or, or have anxiety. Or show it. Or, or show it, yeah. So I guess, you know, my first question, just to get into it, is what what's your first sort of memory of anxiety in you? You know, what what might have caused it? And, you know, what, what did it feel like for you? I, I think growing up, I had anxiety a lot. Oh. I, was a, I was an oddball mm-hmm. um, be, because I was an artist and naturalist. Definitely, I was not only not a jock, I was I was anti-jock, and the, the, the jocks were the athletes, you know, got all the kind of rewards of of being top dog and that yeah. type of thing. Yep. And but I, uh, at the same time, I was um, pretty well always the best artist in the school, mm-hmm. and uh, and so um, I was I always got um, accolades and praise from fellow students and from teachers mm-hmm. because of my art. Mm-hmm. And so that was a, a big cushion to fall back on, which gave me much more confidence. Um, and and being an oddball was was fine because artists, I mean, look at Van Gogh, he cut off his ear. Yeah. <laughs> so how did, how did you feel? So if that gave you anxiety, how do you feel like it affected you? Do you feel like it drove you towards what you were good at? No. No? No, I don't think so. And I would have anxiety over specific things. Right. Number one, it would be asking a girl for a date. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is a super common kind I, of anxiety. I, you know, I, everybody gets that kind of anxiety. I guess it is, in, in especially in your teenage years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I, I would also have anxiety. I remember about going to the dentist. Yep. Uh, and it was um, it was a lot worse going to the dentist back in those days than it mm-hmm. is now. Yeah. And a certain amount about going to the doctor, mm-hmm. too. Am I going to get terrible bad news? Yeah. Um, so it was those things, yeah. asking for a date, dentist, and doctor. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which are, are classic anxiety triggers. <laughs> and, and so with those things, you have anxiety about the situation. I did. Yeah, and then, but then you, you know, which I, I, I don't know, how did that feel physically for you? Was it just like... You know, because anxiety feels yeah, different. Your hand here, a little, yeah. A, yeah, a little bit there, a little bit, uh, uh, sort of overcame my other emotions, mm-hmm. and uh, and so um, it 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 held me back. <laughs> I remember I had to go to the bathroom 
a lot. Classic. Up to yeah, yeah. Making the phone call to ask for a date yeah. or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, I guess that goes with the turf too. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and so. Um, so, I mean, I, th I guess the point with the anxiety that you're talking about that I'm going for is you would have anxiety about an event. Event would happen and the anxiety would be gone. You'd go to the dentist. Yeah, or, or, or ask for the, the date. Yeah, ask for the date. The they'd say the yes. Yeah. Presumably they'd say yes. I wouldn't imagine them saying no. I think <laughs> and, uh, Or you get your test results and you're 92 now, so so far everything's come back pretty good. Um, you're you're my in amazing health, shape. My health's not bad. Yeah, exactly. For 92, I'd say not. Um, because the, you know, the, the kind of anxiety that I experience, as you know, it's interesting to talk to you about it because you experienced my anxiety from a different perspective. Yeah. You know? Crackling. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, when I think about my anxiety when I was younger, it was a lot of hesitation to do things. Uh, you know, I can think about a couple of canoe trips I wouldn't want to go on, or a couple of trips I wouldn't want to go pack, on. Pack horse, pack horse trip, yeah, or or going going to church on Christmas Eve. I don't remember I didn't want to do that. Oh, yeah. yeah, and there, and I and I I'd have fear about it. Um, what, that's because why would that be? Can you tell me? I, because I back at, when I was young, religion it was was to me it was an equal to fear. Um, it was to, to me, it was scary, you know, fire and brimstone and, and all that stuff. Um, and, and in my era, you know, we, a lot of people that I've met have their, their big existential fear is nuclear war and, you know, religion was, was all kind of, well, it, it, I mean, it's not like it's any safer now, but, um, that, you know, it, religion to me was tied into that whole thing. And, um, so I didn't want to go near a church, but I never really told you that. I would just resist and I'd cry. And, and I seem to remember, I think that my anxiety came out as stomach aches and temper tantrums and resistance. Do you remember that kind of thing from me? Yeah. 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 To, to a certain extent. Yeah. And uh, sometimes you'd win them and sometimes I'd win them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I mean, you, you would want me to do things. You, you always had the best of intention, which was to have, okay. like, um, which obviously I've had a lot of. Um, Especially the pack horse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it, for me, I couldn't explain it. And I don't think even back then I really knew what anxiety What's was. It's a so, great unknown. Yeah, so many people also, they are experiencing anxiety and they don't have a clue what it is. They don't have a name for it, you know. And and there's people that are like that that frustrated me, just frustrate me. And, and so what... You know, I wonder about you as we go f get further into, you know, me growing up, you growing up, getting older. Um, I presume you still have you'd still have anxiety about the same things. Like, you know, uh, being older now, you know, I definitely get anxiety if I'm going and getting medical tests done and imaging done or, or whatever. Um, did Maybe you less so with me? Okay, so that, that that's what I'm curious about. Like, what? Why would that be? You know. Um, how do you, how do you approach that? Like, let's say you go and get uh, a full or whatever it is, a CT scan, mm -hmm. you know, and they don't know what it is and they're looking for something and there's something wrong. Um, where does your mind go before you get it? And then where does your mind go while you're waiting for that period of time when you get the results? I try to change the topic is, is one right. thing. Right, yeah. Um, and not, not linger on it. And um, 
Somewhere or other, I read a little book, it might be the one Uncle Frank gave me, I can't remember the title or the author, but um, you, you deal with now. Mm -hmm. It's the, the power of now, I, I guess, with mm -hmm. the whole book on that. Mm -hmm. uh, his name slipped my mind. But, yeah. uh, um, and so, um, yesterday is over, it's too mm -hmm. late. Yeah. Uh, tomorrow hasn't happened yet, and it may not, it likely will happen, just fine. Yeah. And so the only thing of real interest is how are you handling it right now? No. Handling it now. And to me that's that's a sensible approach. Let's just deal with now. Very sensible. And it sounds like you probably adopted that pretty early in life. Um, because Well, if you count if you mean thirties. Sure. Uh, totally. Yeah. Uh, because what you're talking about yeah, there's, there's a couple of the cognitive behavioral therapy thought traps involved there, and I'm not here to t teach yeah, you about I, but what they are. You're but, on well, the, no, I'm not, because the, I, just have a title, I just have a name for it, and you just have the way that you lived. Mm -hmm. Because you talk about tomorrow um, not being, well, it's probably not going to be terrible. Me, okay, not so much now because I practice it, um, is I think, I do what's called catastrophizing. And I think, you, you know, it's like, I just assume the worst and I get myself in this, you, you know, still do? No, well, no, I'm, I'm, I've been working on it. And it takes, yeah. you know, it's, it's working on these thought processes is a lot because anxiety comes from nothing else, but the way we think generally, mm -hmm. there's physical things that can cause it, but in general, it's, it's the, it's the way we perceive, mm -hmm. you know, moments in our life. And so you talking about being in the now, that's not. There's there's fortune telling, which is trying to predict the future. That's another thought trap, which you don't do. You're not sitting there. You're sitting in the now. You're not living in the future, trying to predict the future, which I do, and when I or which I did, and I try not to do. What I also do when I'm predicting the future is I predict the worst, well, um, which yeah, is catastrophizing. Yeah. And uh, just keep holding that thought mm -hmm. because these things may slip out my mind. So I try I try not to wallow. In the what if the worst happened. Yeah, yeah. That's a mugs game. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a no good whatever. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I try not to wallow in what's good, what could happen that could be bad. Mm -hmm. And just uh, primarily, as I said, uh, deal with the now. But I think about the, the future and make uh, the proper plans for yeah. it. And, uh, you know, I know what paintings I'm going to. Potential outcomes. And I know what I'm going to be doing this summer, and mm -hmm. I've got a calendar that has mm -hmm. all kinds of detail. Of looking so at you that. find that plan, like planning your life out that way. Planning I mean, I've always known you to have what we would call the five-year calendar. Yeah. Probably not so much now. You know, maybe it's down to a four-year calendar. But but um I, but yeah, you I, I would you know I would call you up and you know I would want to know what you're doing next week, and you would know what you're doing in three years in general terms but don't forget i'm the patriarch yeah okay uh i'm uh, i've got two younger brothers i'm, yeah. the, I'm the oldest yeah. one of, and i've always been kind of the the patriarch or the leader yeah. in a sense mm -hmm. and so um you know where are we going to go for the hike well yeah it, it, and that gives you a definite sense of of sort of control within yourself and too. confidence and knowing right? yeah yeah uh, because it's interesting riding that line between living in the now, but then giving yourself a sense of of peace or security by 
also doing this planning for the future, you know, deciding where you're going to be, you know, in five days, you know, because I'm the same way. It, it's comforting for me to know what I'm going to be doing tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, I, th you know, I thrive on routine. Uh, yeah. You know, that's why I like to plan my days out. I, I hadn't always done that and it, and it certainly didn't work for me. Um, you, you know, one, you say you had not always done that. No, no. Okay. Um, because, you know, my, my anxiety compared to the kind of anxiety you've experienced, which I consider to be a healthy, normal, this is how, you know, human being chased by the tiger, the tiger, the tiger stops chasing you, your anxiety is over, um, kind of things, you know, thing. And, and mine is more, it just gets into, turns into root, ruminating cyclical thinking. And, and it becomes what I consider to be, um, life changing or, or like, you know, it affects my daily life. And that's really hard. And the trick is to get out of that. You know, and that's what we're calling the behavioral therapies help me. You told me about this technique that you use to um, almost like schedule a time to worry or, you know, put off worry oh, until yeah. the next day. Yeah. 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 What was that? Well, <clears throat> it might have been in some of the reading that somebody gave me that, uh, okay, this may be worth worrying about. Mm hmm uh, and, and it might be a doctor's appointment or mm -hmm. a dentist appointment or something like that. Um, but I don't need to worry about it right, th right this minute. Yeah. I'll postpone it. Yeah. And all of us are good at postponing stuff. Yeah. Procrastinating. Uh, yeah. Procrastinating. Mm -hmm. Except worry. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and that, if you could get the secret, mm -hmm. I mean, whoever is out there, yeah. Yeah. Uh, get the secret. Of post of, of that of actually doing it. Yeah. Okay. This may be worth worrying about. It may not be worth worrying about mm -hmm. either. Mm -hmm. But I won't worry about it just now. Yeah. I'll worry about it uh, maybe maybe next week at this time. I'll, uh, I'll I'll give myself permission to worry about it. Yeah. And then next week rolls around. Of course. It's, it's amazing. It's amazing to me because you you taught me all these things when I was younger and going through worry, and. I think I was probably too deep into it to, to really make it work. Sure. I mean, one of the curses of anxiety is it's really hard to work on it when you're right in the middle of it. Yeah. You, know, try, you know, people say that meditating is good for anxiety. It's good for anxiety when you don't have anxiety. Um, it gives you the opportunity to, to, to kind of reset your system to not get as anxious. But what you're talking about, again, is what is taught to people about scheduling a time to worry. And I started doing that. And it's a really interesting phenomenon because... If I'm worried about something, I'll tell myself, okay, um, at 7 p.m., I'm going to sit down and I'm going to really concentrate on worrying Worry about this. <laughs> you say that? Oh, yeah. And, that and, sounds good. Oh, yeah. And when you do, it's almost impossible to worry. It, <laughs> as a matter of fact, it becomes folly. It, it, you know, it almost becomes a comedy, you know? Sort of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> one, one of the things that, you know... To, this is one part I really wanted to touch on because I think it's a really important thing. And, and as you know, when I was young, you and I had some conflict um, brought on by me being often, you know, five, six, seven, eight, you know, teenager. And I was, um, I, I was like that. Uh, but when I would be in some level of conflict in my life and whatever it would happen to be, whether I was going to get into an argument with somebody well, you know, if you're usually if it's interpersonal, a lot of people get into interpersonal anxiety, you know, uh Oh, I have to go and talk to this person about that or, uh Oh, this person doesn't agree with me about that. And then that leads to anxiety. 
Um, one of the things you told me, and I think it's a really important thing, and I use it, it all day, every day almost, mm. is when you find yourself at a point of conflict like that, uh, and, and it can it can be it can be applied to almost anything about anxiety. Like if you find yourself worried about flying, you know, what you would tell me is quickly think: Is this a hill I want to die on? Mm -hmm. um, and that's been key in turning my you know my viewpoint around and, and in avoiding you know that that those conflicts and, it, and it's that, that provoke anxiety and. The reason that works so much for me because it makes me instantly do a quick sweep of what my base um, principles are, what what's really important to me. So if you're using that analogy of a hill to die on, you know you can don't... I elaborate on that for sure. I, I would love story. you to. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, that, it comes from the Civil War, right? And I believe it was Ulysses S. Grant, mm -hmm. <clears throat> and he was uh, the side that happened to win the North. Yeah. And he was fighting the South, mm -hmm. and um, and the, uh, the 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 Southern Army uh, had um, had this hill that they yeah. had established their base on, and Grant looked looked around and he looked at the uh, at the hill and he saw he, there'd be a lot of losses of mm -hmm. his troops mm -hmm. and and probably the Southern troops also if he tried to. Take the hill. Yeah. Why take the hill? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Said, yeah. That is not a hill to die. Well, exactly. On. <laughs> and when when you forget about yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> and when I would all of a sudden scan and, and and establish what my baseline is for what my hill to die on is, and you know, basically, fundamentally, my hill to die on is is anybody sort of harming my family or friends. That's kind yeah. of it. Anything aside from that really doesn't matter to me. If you don't like the color of my shirt, or you don't like my opinion on a specific subject, is that a hill done? Not at all. No. A second really important piece to that 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 to that um, thought process that you taught me was if I decide that's a hill I'm going to die on, quickly think about how I imagine it turning out, or how what I imagine the result being. What was that? You you had something for the same for that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I used to. I used to say this to my mom mm -hmm. all the time, and my mom, uh, forgive me, mom, was a nag. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. she had opinions on things like hair length. Oh yeah, and of course. Hers is a little bit longer, uh -oh. now, according to my mom. Yeah, <laughs> um, and mine is from time to time, and um, and she would never. And my and my brother, my youngest brother Ross, would. Uh, she felt he always needed a haircut, mm -hmm. and she would. Uh, Nag him about, I call it nagging because she just keep at him yeah. about the, get, get his hair being over his collar, etc., etc. Mm. And um, and I would say, Mom, you know how this is going to turn out. You're going to say something, he's going to say something back. Mm. You're going to say something to get back at him mm -hmm. to get, and the tension is going to be. Yeah, they're both getting elevated. And, and you're, yeah, and you're both getting madder and madder at each other. And then he's going to walk out of the room and slam the door. Yeah. And the same with my, my uh, middle brother, Jack. Yeah. He, he also, this is how he dealt with things, was to walk out yep. and often slam the door. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's, uh, so my question would be, how do you want this to turn out? Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> do you want yeah. to have a fight? Yeah. And walking out and slamming the door? Right. Because experience has told you that is how this argument about the haircut 
Yeah. It's not going to have anything to do with a haircut. It's going to end with him walking out and slamming the door. Is that how you want it to turn out? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and, uh, and then, you know, of course, all the fallout from that. You know, they, it's interesting, well, especially with families. You end up going through these same cycles over and over yeah, again, you know, whether, yeah. whether you want to or not. From and, experience, and, you know, let's be realistic. For me, yeah, for me, and I, and I certainly would, did that too, you know, and, and I, uh, I've stopped doing that um, because just, like you say, it wasn't the hell that I wanted to die on it. And, and you, know, I, you know, I know what the results would and be. And you've got it's a couple of kids, one, one in particular. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, yeah, my comeuppance, of course. <laughs> But um, yeah, I, I just think it's been, you know, it's, it's been really, you know, once I started learning cognitive behavioral therapy, uh, it, it just has really floored me that all the advice that my dad gave me throughout the years was really bang on. And, and, and I think that really, that's really why you didn't go down the, re the way you think. Uh, you know, so when events happen, that didn't send you down spiraling down a rabbit hole. Mm -hmm. So it's it's pretty amazing. Yeah. yeah. Well, it uh, it it took uh, working on, mm -hmm. and again, me being, I guess, me being um, the uh, not not the alpha male, but the the older mm -hmm. older guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, I had a fabulous relationship with my, with my mom, mm -hmm. your your granny. Yeah. And uh, and we would have long talks and uh, I would give her advice till the cows came home which I think was always good advice yeah. and she would often take it yeah well yeah. Um, yeah and so I've I've been uh, um, demographically I'm in a privileged position just because I I was the older mm -hmm. older son mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. brother etc etc yeah so um, I've had to be a, a little bit noblesse oblige to mm -hmm. take Mm -hmm. take a position of responsibility yeah well I mean it, it's uh, I'm really happy that you agreed to take the time to talk about this with me because it's a really important thing for me you know in, in what I do so yeah thanks dad for talking to me and okay. taking the time I really <laughs> appreciate pleasure. it yeah Any, yeah. anytime <laughs> don't say that <laughs> oh yeah absolutely okay. yeah I, I I like of course I like talking with you all the time yeah. anyway but I, I like um I like talking about issues that have some kind of meaning. For sure. And, and, and you talking about it, it'll help a lot of people. Wow. Yeah. That, would be, that would be a bonus. That okay. Gratifying. Thanks, Dad. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our anxiety stories. If you'd like to support this podcast or Anxiety Canada, go to anxietycanada.com.